Welcome back, one and all. How we looking? Bill Michael Show. Another hour yet to go. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Ben Kenny producing the program. Appreciate you being here. Thanks, as always. Brewers, 840 tonight. This time they're out in San Diego. Bucks waiting. Bucks practicing today. Chris Middleton back at practice today. Bucks waiting for their opponent. Uh, it's either going to be the Bulls or the Miami Heat. And, uh, Ben, I actually prefer the Bulls. I know that sounds stupid, but I do. I prefer the Chicago Bulls to come to town. It would be a hell of a, a scene. Oh, down so at the do Fleischer. I. Uh, the the crowd will be whipped into a frenzy. It's the it's the small market against the big market, all that kind of crap. Um, I don't know why, but Miami, ever since they uh, beat the Bucks in the bubble, go back a few years, Miami's always just kind of had a, a a scary tendency to them. They always have bothered me. And Eric Spolster is a hell of a coach. He he just figures stuff out. And I think the the Bucks. The last time I was down at the five serve and I watched the Bucks play the Bulls. Uh, this year, the Bucks beat the hell out of the Bulls. So, I'll, you know, for all the Bulls fans that are going to come into town wearing their Michael Jordan jerseys, uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, but then again, you got to go down to Chicago, uh, you would figure at some point, and play DeMar DeRozan and his daughter, if you saw her in the highlights. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. His daughter? I have, I mean, the, that... I have the audio somewhere. Uh, when I have you find the audio. It, let me know. Do you have the audio? This is DeMar, De, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, for those that don't know, his he took his daughter out of school yesterday and allowed his daughter to come to the game, uh, took her out early and brought her in, and, and it's, it's a cool thing. It's a, it's a really cool scene. He seems like a genuinely uh, good dad and, and nice guy and, and everything. I've never had a chance to personally sit down and do a one-on-one with him or anything, but uh, DeMar DeRozan brings his daughter to the game, and she's sitting in one of the end zones. And now if I was sitting next to her, I might have to get up and leave or go crazy. But this is DeMar DeRozan's daughter every time the Toronto Raptors went to the free throw line just as they raised up and they went to release the ball for a free throw. This is DeMar DeRozan's daughter. That's it. She would scream at the top of her lungs. They put her on the telecast, too. Yes, they did. They did the double shot. They, uh, every time, every time they would go up to take a free throw, she would would scream like that. And it was, to say it was annoying would be an understatement, but the Toronto Raptors yesterday, when it came to free throw percentage, were 18% of 36 i call that defense they lost by four she was the sixth man the in terminology i know somebody today is going to yell she is the sixth person okay she was the sixth man we always talk about the 12th man sixth man she was the sixth man for the chicago bulls yesterday every time man every time siakam siakam was five of 11 siakam twice Went up and ju- and he actually hesitated on the one. He's like ready to go, and he was like waiting for it. Ah! And then clank. So Siakam was a huge offender uh, last night, but uh, they ended up losing by four. Toronto did, it, uh, which was interesting because um, Chicago is Chicago's good, 
I don't know if they're that good. DeRozan last night, uh, Levine had 39. DeRozan, uh, I think DeRozan had 20-something. I can't remember what he had, but uh, but not a bad night. And the Bulls get the win. So now if the Bulls knock off the Heat, that would then mean that the uh, the Bulls would then come to play. Uh, and by the way, the Bulls are on the road, taking on the Heat on the road down in Miami. So that means the Chicago Bulls, if they beat the Miami Heat, they would then have to fly to Milwaukee, practice here on Saturday, and get ready for the game on Sunday. There you go. 877-867-1670. You've got the NBA playoffs getting Sorry about that. Some technical difficulties with Bill. Uh, uh, let's do this. We'll, we'll step away, take a break. We'll get Bill back online. We'll be back in three minutes. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. But uh, everything went out, uh, and it took it a second. Now, this is one of the reasons we do what we do, and I don't want to get too technical, but uh, everything went out in regards to uh, to the cable, the Internet, and everything. And everything went down, and we, this is the reason we have the backup. And it takes a couple of seconds for the backup to kind of kick in, but it eventually did, which is great news. But, yeah, it was uh, it was weird. Everything just kind of... Kind of went haywire. It was gone, man. And uh, nothing on our main lines have come back. So I don't know if somebody hit a pole. Somebody hit something in general. I couldn't tell you. But uh, but everything went down. So weird stuff. But we're back up and we're running and everything did what it's supposed to do. And uh, now we're good to go. So I'm excited about that. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Ben, everything sound okay? Yeah. We good? Yep. Okay, just checking. Just checking. Uh, I I could be wrong, but I'm getting uh, – I just had a couple of buddies of mine who are working at home say, hey, I know you're on Spectrum. Did it go out? We use Spectrum now. We have a separate line. Maybe something happened with Spectrum because nothing is working. I mean, cable's gone. Everything's gone. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. Don't know what happened. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, Brandon says, sounds like somebody forgot to call Digger's hotline before uh, digging in. Yeah. 877-867-1670. Everything should be back over on the stream and such, so... We should be here and, and good to go. Um, this is from Artie. Artie says, uh, hey, guys, uh, how about those, those Brewers? They're sitting at 8-4. and four. Nobody is really talking about this team right now. Uh, give me your thoughts as to how good you think this team can be after a couple of weeks. Uh, Artie, I, 
baseball is such an incredibly long season, and I have been excited about what I've seen. I have been excited for some of the new guys, uh, as we've discussed. I am not excited, uh, to be honest with you, uh, about the start or lack thereof of Christian Yelich. Now, I know he did get a base knock last night, but overall it's not been anything to write home about. Um, I, I wish we were getting more. When, when, you talk, when you talk about some of the guys that you need something out of, you wish you were getting that out of a guy like Christian Yelich. You know, you wish he was giving you the numbers that you were, I don't want to say paying for, but in essence kind of paying for. You know, now, uh, I like I said, you know, he, he got the base knock. He's hitting 245. He's got the one dinger on the season. A little bit by a lot, a lot. He's up to 21 strikeouts, 49 at-bats, 21 strikeouts, seven walks. 21 strikeouts, seven walks. I mean, that's that's quite a bit, man. That's quite a bit. He's got the devil OPS at 666, but an on-base percentage of 339. It was over 380 for a while, and that's even come down a little bit. But uh, you just you hope that he just he catches, you know. Hey, if he still you know even if he goes three or four games and only gives you one base knock and four uh, four at bats, at least he's starting to get on base, and then you can say, okay, well maybe he's starting to string a few things together and starting to see the ball a little bit better and catch some success a little bit better. But um, you know you'd like to see him play a little bit better. But you kind of knew, you know, you got Willie Adamas batting two seventy three. He's been solid. You look at a guy like Will, uh, uh, William Contreras, who's been uh, in thirty three at bats. He's hitting three sixty four. He's been solid. You know, you can't uh, complain at all about Bryce Terang. But you look at the numbers early on. You take a guy like Garrett Mitchell. He's sitting three sixteen. He kind of picked up where he left off from last season. You're waiting for that that second trip around from from the Cubs and the Reds and the Pirates and the Cardinals, and they get a, ch- a chance to look at these guys. And then you want to see where that's at. I'm, it's way, way, way too early in the season to start judging what I'm going to say the Brewers are going to be. Now, that being said, you look at the, the, the Brewers as far as the standings go, and you knew the Brewers are still on top by a game, but you knew eventually that the Cardinals were going to start to catch. The Cardinals have won a couple. Meanwhile, you've got Cincinnati, who has lost three straight. Everybody else in, in the Central lost yesterday. Pittsburgh still a game back. Chicago a game and a half. But the Cardinals are not four games plus back anymore, you know, five games back. They've gained a couple, and they're starting to play some winning baseball. So you, you know they're going to heat up. You know they're going to be battling for the top spot. And like I said, you're 12 games into the season. It is way too early, way too early to start saying, hey, this is what I think is going to happen because I just think you got to wait. For all of the, the fast start that has to settle, the averages have to settle. And then once you get into June, middle to the end of June, you kind of know where you're at. That's that's when you kind of get a good gauge. And the fact that you've lost Woodruff to shoulder soreness. Burns, first couple of starts, not great. His last start was really solid. Is he, is he kind of back on track? Does that continue or was that an apparition? You know, maybe this is not going to be a great year for, for Corbin Burns. You don't know. You know, so. I think it's still way, way, way too early to tell, to be honest with you. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, that's the way. Otherwise, you can also uh, give us a shout 
uh, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Ben Z. Kenny. You can email the program, dbillmichaels at gmail.com. Matthew says, I saw something about speculation that Yelich's eyesight may be going. Uh, I haven't heard that. That's somewhat new to me. Ben, have you heard anything about, uh, you know, suddenly Wisconsin Vision getting involved with Christian Yelich? No, I've not. I've not heard that either. Not heard it at all. Interesting. A lot of people find these obscure things. I'd love to know where you're hearing this or reading this. If it's something that's respectable, then let me know. I'd be happy to jump all over. But some of these things I don't I don't see uh, and don't hear. Uh, what else do we have today? Um, uh, this one is from, uh, who's this from? This is from Tom. Tom says, uh, hey, guys, a little more Bucks talk. Bucks are heading into the postseason. They're the top team in the East. We should be getting behind them. I, once this once it gets underway, it's great. I, I personally, it's kind of like looking forward to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's probably the best way I can put it. Everybody believes that, look, you get Chris Middleton back, and he's even a semblance of what he's been in the past. Not the injured side of things, the better side of things. You get him back with with the team they have, bringing in Crowder. Obviously, Holiday has been just, just a godsend this season. He's really lived up to all the expectation going back even a couple of years ago. Everything has been good. Brooke Lopez has been – I mean, everybody's been good. Portis has given you solid minutes. Even at times for as many people that got down on Grayson Allen, he's given you big buckets. So everybody's had their moment. Giannis is still the mainstay and the straw that stirs the drink. But I think what everybody's waiting for um, is the Eastern Conference Finals. It's kind of like wake me up when, when they get there, and then we're going to you know jump on the bandwagon. It's not that you're not a fan. It's postseason basketball, I, and like I said, I, I personally I hope for the for the Bulls. I do because <laughs> I think it, it's a hell of a rivalry. I think it's going to be exciting down at the Pfizer Forum. I it, their money spends in Milwaukee. I'm I'm all for it. This is what you want. Giddy over it. So, I I, it's not that we don't talk about it because there's nothing to talk about right now. It's good to know that Middleton's practicing. It's good to know that uh, they're for the most part mostly healthy and your key components are mostly healthy and there's, there's no reason to think that they're not going to make it to the eastern conference finals but i i my biggest fear is that they just get out shot beyond the arc by by boston i i, I went there and watched them play the celtics in a game in which if the bucks now granted the bucks have played seven uh, five games in seven days and if the Bucks had won that game, they pretty much clinch everything, and it was pretty much done. And I watched Boston pour in buckets from anywhere on the court, and the Bucks were lead-legged and flat-footed. They didn't defend beyond the arc. They didn't shoot the ball extremely well. They did look tired, and they're going to be more rested. We know that. But they, they had zero fight in them. At halftime, that game was over. It was an embarrassment. And Giannis said after that game, I hope we remember this. When, you know, Bud is talking about ah, this, you know, five games, seven days, we retired. You know, all the excuses for his guys. You know, you know, burn the tape, you know, blah, blah, blah. Giannis, he just talked about getting their ass kicked and about everything they didn't do. And then he said at the end of that, I hope we remember this. 
meaning keep this in the back of your minds, guys. They just embarrassed you at home. So we're going to see them again. And I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. 877-867-1670. Greg says if, uh, if uh, Christian Yelich's site's going, get him some wild thing glasses. Uh, by the way, has anybody noticed the movie Major League has been on a lot lately? I mean a lot. Quite a bit lately. And, I, I yes, I watch it every time it's on. <laughs> ben, that, and I'm not doing the Mount Rushmore of movies, but that's one of those movies that every time you see it on, you get caught up in it. That, Hoosiers, um, Field of Dreams, every time those movies are on, man, I, I'll just find myself gravitating to them and ultimately watching them beginning to end. I have one of those movies. I know you Only have. one. Which is? The Departed. That's it. Okay. No matter where it is so in the movie. You're not a big sports sports movie guy in the sense of, say, Caddyshack. I like or, it. Or I know you're not the – well, Caddyshack's on so much anymore, and it's so edited, it's lost its flair. So I'll see it. It's on. I kind of pay attention to it until something better comes on. But Major League, I watch all the time. Hoosiers watch all the time. Um, I don't have cable. Field of Dreams, I'll pretty much watch all the time. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, they run so many Rocky marathons. No, I'm sorry. I don't watch the Rocky marathon movie anymore. Well, I'm out on Rocky for Rocky other reasons. Then. I, yeah, he's not a Philadelphia guy, and you're tired of the Philadelphia statue and Rocky and all that kind of stuff. I get that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, – I'm, I'm trying to think what other movies. Uh, For the Love of the Game, uh, I've seen it. It's not one of my – not one of my high ones. Um, So, anyway, but, yeah, every time Major League comes on, I was sitting there – was it two nights ago? It came on. I was waiting for the Brewers game to come on, and it came on. And I ended up flipping back and forth during commercial break, watching, watching, and and Euchre makes that movie. Let's be honest. I mean, it's a good movie. I love Lou Brown. You know, give me the heater, Ricky. I love all that stuff. But Euchre makes that movie. The commentary makes that movie. It's just that good. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um. Who's this one from? Uh, this one's from, no, it's not Steve. It's Randy. Randy says, uh, hey, guys, do you believe that Aaron Rodgers is working in conjunction with the Jets to sabotage this deal and ultimately cost the Green Bay Packers less in a draft choice because he doesn't want Jordan Love to be successful? I, You would have to be a, a first-class deep-thinking D-bag to go that far. I I just... Is it out of the realm of possibility? Eh. I don't... I would never say never. But, I man, I... I find that hard to believe. Then again, he wears, you know, the chip on his shoulder. I mean, I... You know, you, if you've ever watched the, the Last Dance with Michael Jordan and company... Jordan did everything and anything to, you know, belittle anybody that ever doubted him or 
slighted him in any way. So I, I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility for him to do that. But, but yeah, it's uh, man, I you would have to be a a, a total. Then again, and my answer would be no. And here's the other reason why. Because Rodgers could still go to McAfee and still do his appearances or get on more podcasts right now and still bang on this thing to drain it and, and, and take it right down the crapper for the Packers. And he's not doing that. Then again, it might be very obvious if he was. But, I mean, he could do a podcast and go into it and say, hey, I'll answer a lot of your questions, but just don't ask me anything about the trade other than the fact that, say, what were you really intent on retiring and is this your last year? Then, uh, okay, go ahead and ask me that. He, I mean, he could do that. He could still be out there pontificating about all the different things that he feels slighted for, and you know. But he, he hasn't done any of that. Not even on Instagram. I mean, the only thing he posted on Instagram was about the presidential race and John F. Kennedy and stuff. And other than that, he hasn't he hasn't really been visible, except for a couple of times going to buy the healing crystals. Remember that. Um, <laughs> uh, this one's from Brian. Brian says, uh, hey, guys, uh, I do like the youth that the Brewers are bringing up. I do like some of the guys that are waiting in the wings as well. How much longer would you give Christian Yelich to actually prove himself? Does he have to go back to hitting 200 to finally bench him? Or will he get benched or at least platooned midseason if he's still only hitting in the 230s? I think at that point in time, it's not platoon. You're not going to platoon him, but you will give him more days of rest. They've they've done that in the past where they'll give him a couple of extra days off if he's really slumping hard. Christian Yelich isn't going anywhere. He's he's not. He's the the owner loves him. Uh, I think Craig Council loves him. I think that he's just morphed into something different. And you're you you're just going to have to accept it. I, I don't know what else is now. Again, if if he goes into if going back to your example, uh, Brian, if if he goes and starts hitting 200, and his strikeouts are one out of every two at bats, he's going back to the dugout, not putting the bat on the ball, not driving in runs, and not even getting on base. Yeah, I think then you can't look the fans in the eye, especially if you're kind of in the thick of things come the middle of June and say, hey, we're going for it. We're we're, we're going to be right there if you're Matt Arnold and Craig Council and still run Christian Yelich out there. You, I mean, he's got to figure it out. He's got to battle his way out of it. But I don't think if, if that would consider, continue to spiral downward, I, I I don't think you could do that. But you, 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 it's a long season. you got to – you got to wait. We are a fast food society. We want to pull in, drive up to the window, have it given to us right away, and have it given to us correctly the way we want it right here, right now, and drive away and be on to the next task at hand. And uh, that's just not baseball. Baseball is a, uh, for as fast as the games are now, it is a slow, methodical iceberg of a sport, and you just have to let it ride for a while to really see what it is you have. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's go to our buddy Stephen Grafton. Steve, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill. Good to talk to you. Um, you I too. heard the early part of the show, you were right on when you talked about the uh, Packer organization and the Jet organization and Goody. 
Goody can take those three choices from uh, uh, San Francisco and say, you know what, the Jets, Goody, you take your quarterback and you play ball and you you have to stick it to your fans now and explain why you're not taking Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you were right on. Goody can walk away and just say, forget it. I'll go elsewhere. I'll dump Aaron someplace. I've got contacts. And if you don't think the Packers have already looked into this, they've got plan B and C in case this thing goes down the drain and Aaron tries to screw it up or whatever, when he tries to screw it up, it'll go, it'll go down. But you were right on. They'll be very direct. They'll say, bye-bye, Woody. It was on the table. You screwed it up. You explained it to your fans. We're going elsewhere with this. And I think you were right on. Also, I'd like to tell you, you forgot Moneyball. Have you seen the movie Moneyball, oh. by the way? Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, Moneyball's another one I'll watch, too. I don't care. I don't pay attention to it like Major major League, but I appreciate the phone call. Moneyball is, is, is another good movie. I do like that. Another good movie. But it's not one that every time it's on, it's, to me, must-see TV when I run across it. But I, I get where you're going. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, hang in there if you're on hold. Uh, we'll get to you, I promise. When we come back, stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. A couple more segments yet to go. This portion of the program brought to our good friends over there at uh, Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill right there on Pewaukee Lake. It is a fantastic place. Good people. Sit outside on the deck. Watch. Once the boats start launching, and the, I'm sure fishing boats are in and out, but you just sit out there at night. You watch the boats go in and out, the lights on the water, all that kind of good stuff, and it's a great place to just go, get good food, relax, good stuff. Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill right on Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview Boulevard, as a matter of fact, and they've got a lot of good bars, little hidden restaurants and stuff right there on Pewaukee Lake, but Curly's... That is one of the best, if not the best. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. today barnaville about an hour and 20 minutes from the house and we stopping a quick trip on my way out to barnaville and uh, you better believe gonna be swinging by uh, filling up with games whenever you're in quick trip always use that quick rewards card and whether you're going in for milk which is 2.99 a gallon right now limit three and it's the freshest milk you're ever going to get uh bananas which i get there all the time eat uh, probably two bananas a day so I'm in there all the time up the street from me here in Waukesha and getting, uh, getting the bananas or the milk or, or the uh, eggs or the butter, all that kind of stuff that you need. Hell, I'm even swinging by there when I want to head into the beer cave. So uh, it's always quick trip, man, always quick trip. I just went over and filled up the, uh, the motorcycles, as a matter of fact, from quick trip the other day, too. So uh, can't go wrong. Uh, and thank God we got them in our state always. And I think they're voted like the best. The best of the best. They're, they're fantastic. And I just love Quick Trip. And thanks to them for being a part of the program. And also powering the uh, the big unit cruiser, the RV. 
uh, powering everything uh, regarding the show. That's our friends at Quick Trip, and we're going to be doing some stuff with them at Road America as well. You can go into Quick Trip, and even right now they have the special where you can go in and get registered with some of the iGogs uh, in the iGlassware section. They're uh, giving away not one but two personal watercraft. So even check the, uh, check the store for details on those uh, right now with our friends at Quick Trip. There you go. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, as we had mentioned earlier, the uh, the deal that is uh, creeping up on selling the commanders from Daniel Snyder, the, the creeper, to uh, the group that contains Magic Johnson and uh, the Philadelphia 76ers owner, uh, the New Jersey ne- Devils owner, uh, which is Josh Harris, and what is what did Josh Ben? What did Josh Harris do where he accumulated this amount of wealth? I don't know. Is he like an investment guy? Uh, it says I know he there's is a Canadian uh, billionaire. Go ahead. He is a private equity investor, or was. Okay, so he's an investment broker. Yeah, yeah. big big money guy. Okay. Yeah, that's different than Steve Andalopoulos. Gotcha. Who's the real estate guy? Apostolopoulos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Apostolopoulos. Steve Apostolopoulos and his family. Uh, they're still in the mix, apparently. But the front runner is Josh Harris, who owns other teams, and he's now teamed up with Magic Johnson, who also has investments in other teams. So they've been there, done that. And uh, that's the reason they're probably getting the nod. But $6 billion. Uh, Harris's group submitted an official offer around six billion. Now, this is from uh, this is from McElroy, who says, uh, "Hey guys, how much of that money does Daniel Snyder actually keep, or is that part of a trust to pay back any legal debts that he may have accumulated, or to pay back the other owners throughout the rest of the league?" I don't know. It is so. We're talking about a six billion dollar investment deal. And you're asking me, I, and I not to knock you, I apologize, but this is where you just got to kind of surf and read. Because I, I don't have, uh, when it comes to the monetary aspect like that of all the different things that, you know, who's investing what, where is that investment going, what are they, what are they buying, what, how, you know, when, when that kind of money is drawn in, do other owners accumulate wealth upon it? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. But it's a buttload of money i mean just a massive massive investment of money uh and it's six billion dollars i remember when it was like the first billion dollar team was manchester united and then the cowboys were like right behind them and then it kind of trickled down from there and we thought a billion dollars was now it's six billion dollars for a football team and it's not even the most expensive team out there and now you got to think okay in 10 years, Ben, what is that investment going to be worth? Will it go to, say, $9, 10000000000 Who's going to be the first $10 billion team? Is that going to be Man U? Is that going to be – because a lot of the places that really had these investments that where they rose dramatically was based upon new stadiums, new surroundings, new investments, and new capabilities to draw and make money. Who's going to be the first ten billion dollar team? Maybe maybe this is one of these things where we kind of put it right now um, into uh, kind of the the file 
and who is going to be the first $10 billion team sold? Isn't that a question of demand? Is going to change hand? Like, the Cowboys could right? sell for $10 billion easily. I just don't think they'll be sold. Or do you mean valuation? Until dear, dear, I don't. Well, the valuation. I mean, what, what, what's the the most like? Like, if you Googled it right now, and I know you've got time to Google it, I don't because I'm sitting here talking. But the the uh, team, you know, uh, like the most valuable franchise, you know, and who that may be. Um, Cowboys. I, I, you know, is it the Cowboys? Five point seven billion. Wow. Five point seven billion. That's, That's from twenty twenty one. So I figure it's risen. Um if you look at the breakdown through Forbes and I just you know, the the most valuable uh fifty world's fifty most valuable teams by league breakdown, the NFL reigns supreme. And I really thought it might be like the English Premier League or something like that. Uh but most of the NFL and Major League Baseball, in total value, reign supreme to the English Premier League, which is right behind them. Because there's a couple of teams overall that that uh, are valuable, but not as a league, not as a total league. But yeah, you're right. $8 billion. The world's most valuable teams going back to last year, 2022. Cowboys, $8 billion. Patriots, six point four billion. The Rams right behind them. The Yankees behind them. I see. I never would have thought that the Yankees were behind them. Then the Giants, the Knicks, the Bears, Golden State, Washington, the Lakers, the Jets, the Forty ers God. Then Real Madrid at number thirteen at five point one billion. Las Vegas, then Barcelona. I'm trying to, where would the where would the? Uh, by the way, the Broncos, uh, four point six five billion, which they just sold. The price was that was paid last year to Rob uh, with the owner Rob Walton was four point five billion. Manchester United, there they are, four point six billion dollars. That's crazy. Crazy. The Packers, number 24 on the list, $4.25 billion. It's risen 67% in the last five years. And it's I love it because it says uh, the year they were purchased, 1921. What do you think the price was for a 1921 team to put it together at the time to get the franchise? $100 to get a franchise fee paid to start the team up. 1921. Oh, jeez. And the only one, when it says to the owners, uh, which I love, the only in all the owners' packages, it gives you all the name. Like a Bayern Munich, it's owned by the, the club members. you got to be a part of the club, the soccer club. Uh, so it's owned by their shareholders, and the Green Bay Packers are owned by share, their shareholders. Otherwise, it's pretty much individual owners or a trust or something to that effect. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, I went far too long on this, but it really is somewhat fascinating in in the sense that they're that. They're, so you would assume the Cowboys are going to be the first 
billion, $10 billion team. Yeah. Um, there you go. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll uh, kind of wrap things up with what did we miss? What did we miss? Brought to you by our friends at Skipper Buds uh, out in Pewaukee. Boat sales, service, storage. That's where I've got my boat. Go in and see my buddy Todd. He's the GM out there. They have plenty of brand-new boats in stock or used boats. Used boats as well. So if you're looking for a, a boat of any kind, pontoons, yacht, fishing boats, personal watercraft, whatever, 262-544-1200. Ask for Todd. 262-544-1200. Ask for Todd. He's the GM, and he can help you out. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. No Michael Show continuing on and uh, final segment before we get out of here today. Hey, I mentioned it earlier, uh, and uh, I'm heading out to Barnevelt. Uh, thanks to our friends out at uh, Cunis, Cunis Automotive, uh, and they have dealerships all over, whether it's here in southern Wisconsin or in uh, Illinois. Uh, but the Barnevelt location, that's where we, uh, for our friends at the Fisher House, uh, we need uh, a truck every year We to, to tow things, such as the, the trailer. Uh, we do some motorcycle rides, but we also take the tents and everything with us, and uh, and they stepped up this year and said, hey, we'll we'll help out. Uh, we'd, we'd be glad to do it. They did it towards the end of the season last year, and they said, let's uh, jump on board early this year. They're one of our good sponsors for the motorcycle ride, supporting veterans and veterans' causes as well. So thanks to uh, our friends at Cunis RV and now our friends at Cunis Automotive for, for being a part of it. So I'm heading out to Barnevelt today, going to be out there picking up the uh, the truck today. So looking forward to that. Ben, it's time. What did we miss? All right, since we are away from a major week and Masters Week specifically on the PGA Tour, where most people are following, we're in Hilton Head in uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina, correct. Harbortown Golf Links, that's what it is, for um, the RBC Heritage. Victor Hovland leads midway through the first round, which works well for me. I have coin on him. Uh, But play has been suspended (laughs) due to rain. Which could work well. It means more watching uh, later okay. in the weekend. They gotcha. they give out a jacket for the tournament. I'm a big fan of weird golf trophies. Jackets? They give out a, yeah. a plaid, like a, a trucker, a, a loggers type jacket, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. So compare that to the green jacket and, and pick your fashion. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, the, the the trucker jacket, it, it just it doesn't measure up to the green jacket. I'm sorry. But a quirky jacket is still not a bad way to go. So this story became big, and maybe we need more time on this, but Michael K does the Yankees TV games. Oh, God. And yeah. <laughs> the one of the clubhouse attendants there in Cleveland had very long hair and a mustache. And we know the one thing about the Yankees. Right. My Yankee fan yes. friends tell me all the time, oh, most buttoned-up franchise, don't take any crap, very, very clean-shaven and, and you know, no flair. And, and there's pride the in Reds that. The Reds used to be that way. Yeah. Well, Michael K. was ripping the clubhouse attendant 
who was paid by the Guardians for having long hair. And it went semi-viral. Many people okay. saying that Michael K is his, not his boss nor his parents. Well, it turns out the kid plays in a band and has since gotten a lot of positive publicity for his said band because Michael K went on a rant ripping him during a baseball game. Really? Good for him. Good for him. Good not for Michael K, but good for the guy in the band. And Michael K made him that fan. You know, again, I, I for for a long time the Reds had that same policy. Clean shaven, no mustaches, no beards, no nothing. I don't even know if they still do. Because when Bronson Arroyo pitched there, Bronson Arroyo had long hair. Oh. And I don't so I I think they might have relaxed that, Love that, that policy a bit. Uh, you, and Bronson Arroyo plays in a band. Did you know that? Kind of a weird backdoor into that. I did not. But he did. But, Does. Yeah. As a matter of fact, his band is opening up for somebody nationally. Oh. I know yeah. Brett Myers but, does. Yes. Former, former he too, him too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I became categorically against the Yankees' policy on hair. I, m- my dad's from Boston. He's a Red Sox fan. Uh-huh. And okay. the 2004 Red Sox are very important in my life, sporting-wise. Probably the one of the first teams that got Shaggy me into group sports. Of people. Oh, and and it was amazing. They were a group of misfits. The moment Johnny Damon with that great hair went to New York and they made him cut it, I've since despised what the Yankees do and their policy. <laughs> as soon as those locks had to be cut, I'm completely out. It's sad. Yeah. Okay. Not to mention you become uh, a, a, yeah, a villain I, and kind of a D-bag when you play for the Yankees. Right. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm, I, I don't mind the Yankees as a team. It's like the, the ancillary stuff, the ownership, the, the sportscasters and all that stuff around them. It's just, it's kind of hokey, and it's just kind of worn me out. And that goes back to the Yankees win. It's just like, just, you know, Wayne's got the end there is your dagger, and that's it. He's, it doesn't like he goes, and the Packers win, and there is your dagger. It sounds like he's got a juicer in his ass. Come on. I don't know why they do that, but they do it, and it irritates the hell out of me. Please continue. Do you have plans tonight, Bill? Big plans? Uh, I'm going to go see my buddy Rick play down at Nice Ash for a little while, but other than that, no. All right. Well, what if, else? if Nice Ash has ESPN Plus, which... They do. Okay. So maybe you could get behind the but controls of the television because... Brewers at six... on one channel, ESPN Plus on another? Well, the Brewers start at 8... 40 at 6 30 okay. tonight you will be able to log on to espn plus to watch florida's spring game and the quarterback battle between one graham mertz oh, and jack graham mertz on the tube ah i wonder if i get that on the sec network too yes it'll be on sec I, network i get the sec network ESPN there we go i'll have to check that out i'll be dialed in get the sec network play i might yeah. I might do a Twitter space like after. I might write up takeaways oh. and play-by-play. Yeah. So for, um, Okay. For the sick I may glimpse at that momentarily long enough to take a picture and send it to you. And make your night. <laughs> I need a big, wide-sweeping takeaway on Graham Mertz's Heisman future. People are saying Graham that... Graham Mertz looks like a Heisman Trophy winner right now. And a Florida Gators uniform. Hey, he's wearing number 15, also worn by Tim Tebow and Anthony Richardson. That guarantees it.
I think the charity. one thing that could save, uh, not political, but save our country from things that plague it would be Graham Mertz winning Graham the Heisman. Graham <laughs> All right. On that note, it'll do it. I know we, we had all kinds of hiccups. We had Graham Mertz chatter. We had internet go down, and we still ended up. Everything worked the way it was supposed to. The backups kicked in. We were here. We enjoyed ourselves. Now we get to go have a cold one, relax a little bit. We'll be back again tomorrow. And if I may see you tonight down at the nice ash for my buddy Rick Pomeroy playing down there this evening, so be it.